Well, hey friends, gosh, it's been a little longer than expected since we were last together, but hey, we're here now and we're rocking and rolling. This is actually the final episode of the COVID Chronicle series in the podcast. And if you've been with us from the start, I just want to say thank you so much for hanging in and spending your time with us. And if you're just tuning in for the first time, well, first of all, welcome. The COVID Chronicles has been a little mini series within the podcast where we've talked with faith-filled women that have been navigating this pandemic just like the rest of us. And each interview is from someone with a unique perspective and experience with COVID-19. And I just encourage you to go back through and take a listen to those conversations because let me tell y'all, I've walked away from each one with encouragement, new insight, and more faith. And although things are beginning to return to a state of quote-unquote normalcy, we know that we're far from anything being back to normal right now. In fact, many churches are still not meeting, or maybe just meeting under certain restrictions. Many stores are still closed, many are still unemployed, and big gatherings still seem to be in the distant future. However, we, as the body of Christ, know that our hope does not lie with man, but with Jesus and Jesus alone, and what His Word says is true. And I don't know about y'all, but that brings such peace and relief to my soul. So on that note, let me introduce the final guest for this series. Today, you'll hear me chat with my brunette beauty, Kathleen Jennings. Although, can I just say she also rocks a mean blonde as well, so she's stunning. Anyway, Kathleen has an extremely unique experience with COVID-19 because she gave birth to her second child right after lockdown. And then she, her husband, and her newborn all tested positive for coronavirus. So today, she walks us through that journey for her and her family. And y'all, I cannot even put into words how absolutely powerful this testimony is. She radiates Jesus. And just so you know, we both wept. So go on, get the tissue ready. All right, here we go. Enjoy this conversation with the wonderful, marvelous, and beautiful Kathleen Jennings. Well, hey, girl, welcome to this week's episode of Get Up Girl, a podcast inspired by women of all cultures and backgrounds who have been toe to toe in the ring of discouragement, disappointment, defeat, and how they got back up to fight. Each episode, we'll be discussing, well, all the things marriage, business, parenting, racial divides, grief, loss, and everything in between. We believe that you will be encouraged by these women through their stories. So come on, girl, it's time to get up. Hey, Kathleen. Hey, Leanne. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you doing? (laughs) I was about to say, girl, you better tell me how you're doing. Um, So, but yeah, we're, we're good. We're hanging in there. So, um. How's how's the fam, everybody? I know your husband went back to work today. You're home with two kids. Yep. Every- That's right. We're doing all right. We made him. I made him wipe all everything down when he walked in the house, straight to the shower. Right. He's, uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Taking every precaution here, but I've got one baby asleep and one baby that I can hear screaming downstairs. But we're not going to worry about that right now. Uh oh. Doing well. Oh gosh. <laughs> Okay. And I've got a husband down there taking care of her. We're all okay. Oh, great. Okay, yeah. Oh, well, you're good then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Kathleen. Well, I'd, I've been so excited to talk to you and um, wanted to, to get you on the podcast for this COVID Chronicle series um, because you have a very unique situation here. Um, 
So you and your husband, Chase, y'all just had your second baby, little Evelyn. And how old is she now? She's one month. She turned one month on the 24th. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe that already. Okay. So she's one month old. And Uh two days after you delivered, she was taken because she tested positive for COVID. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. It was actually, yeah, it was day three that she was taken from us. Yeah, Day three. Okay. So um, I know (laughs) this is literally every mom's worst fear right now. Yeah. Especially moms that are pregnant and are about to deliver. Um, I actually just chatted with one of my friends, which I don't know in what order these podcasts will come out, but um, she's due in July. And yeah. Um, we talked about that was one of her, that is one of her biggest fears just while being pregnant is what if I get sick, will it hurt my baby? Like, what does that, what does this all look like? And so, um, and I've known you and Chase, well, well, Philip and Chase have known each other since they were in diapers. So they go way back. Um, (laughs) but you and I met a few years ago when you and Chase were dating. And so just over the years, getting to know you and just getting to know your heart. And I know that you're just so packed full of faith. And I know every time I am with you, I leave encouraged. I mean, every conversation we've had, I don't think we've ever had a conversation that didn't eventually turn into some like faith-filled conversation. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, I just, I just kind of wanted to hear um, your heart and your, your story with how y'all journeyed through this last month uh, with your newborn having COVID. So what's this been like? Yeah, so um, you want me to start from the beginning, yeah? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so, um, okay, so Chase and I, obviously, we, like like you just described, um, you know, every mom goes in with, you know, some hesitation as far as knowing that, hey, I'm about to deliver and have this baby in the middle of a global pandemic. It's not something that you ever could have prepared yourself for, and it's just not ever, it would have never crossed my mind, you know, and I think mm-hmm. going in, my biggest fear was, or my biggest Honestly, my biggest disappointment was that it could be only Chase at the hospital and that, you know, I do have a, a almost two-year-old son and I he wasn't going to be able to come to the hospital and wasn't going to be able to meet Evelyn. And when he was born, we had all our family there and it was a big celebration. And so my mom wouldn't be able to come and, you know, my parents wouldn't be able to come and Chase's parents and so on. And so there was obviously some disappointment there, but we thought, you know what, God's got a plan and we're going to welcome this baby and it's going to be quiet and beautiful and we're going to give her the time that she deserves because we thought well this is going to be the only time that she's really alone you know yeah. without Maverick and so we thought okay well this is what we're this is what we have to do and so we're just going to do it and make the best of it yeah. so we went in knowing that it was going to be different but we didn't realize you know how different and so um, we actually didn't know the gender we didn't know if, if Evelyn was going to be a boy or a girl oh and so gosh. we had her yeah it was an amazing surprise I'm shocked that she's a girl. I thought she was having a boy. Um, except for the fact that I, some of my symptoms, I thought, well, maybe this is a girl in here, but I don't yeah. know. Um, but yeah, so she was born on the 24th of March and she was perfectly healthy. Um, and as far as we knew, and so obviously we spent the next couple of days just chasing I in the hospital and um, just loving on our girl. Um, and it was crazy because we were actually being discharged um, when the doctors came into the hospital room and noticed that Chase wasn't feeling very amazing. Um, he had a sore throat, and at the time, 
and, and a little bit of a cough, but it was more of like an allergy type thing. And at the time they were saying that those were not symptoms of COVID. They were saying that, you know, well, if it's at all nasally or anything like that, then it's, if it's not dry, you're safe. So we didn't think anything of it. Yeah. Well, um, the doctor walked in and she looked at Chase and said, how long have you had those symptoms? And he's like, or how long have you had that sore throat? And he's like, I don't, I don't really have a sore, a sore throat or a cough or, and they immediately walked out of the room. And I heard the doctor say, there's a person with COVID symptoms in here. And so some, oh a little gosh. bit of time went by. And obviously we had, Chase had all the stuff packed. We had Evelyn. I mean, we were ready to go. Like we're, we're going home. We're bringing yeah. Evelyn to our, you know, to our, to my son and, you know, finally meeting my family and so on. And so, um, and, uh, they come back in, I kid you not, like a, a few minutes, I mean, I, it felt like an eternity went by. They come back in, they all are wearing masks and full get up. And, I, and nobody had been wearing any of that um, when we had first gotten there. And they looked at Chase and they said, you need to leave immediately. And didn't give him any option. You need to leave immediately. And they said to me, you and Evelyn need to be separated. And so I oh, was word. completely fine. Like, no symptoms whatsoever. Like, it's like I am today, like nothing. I was completely dumbfounded. And so they took Evelyn from me and they put her in one of those, you know, like the isolates, um, and they wheeled her off and they told her, me that they were going to put her in a room right next to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I heard them preparing the room and so on, and they had to put me in some low pressure room, but they had never. So Evelyn and I were the first we were the first um, COVID patients in the labor and delivery ward at our hospital. Yeah. Um, but not only that, we we were the first in D.C. And Evelyn was one of the first newborns to ever contract COVID. So there was no protocol. Nobody knew what they were doing. It was right. just very, I mean, it was just, it was just an unknown. And I do want to step back and say that I'm so grateful for all of the caregivers and, you know, for the nurses and doctors. I mean, honestly, everybody's doing the best that they could at the time with the information yeah. that was given to them. There just wasn't much out there. Yeah. So they separate us. Um, and so I'm in one room. I believe that Evelyn's next to me in this other room until my doctor walked in and he said, um, and he again was in full get up and he said, Hey, so I understand that Evelyn's been taken to the NICU, and so I'm just going to talk to you about, you know, what next steps for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hang on, where is my daughter? And yeah. he said, well, she's in the special care now. She's in the NICU. Her oxygen levels are dropping. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, totally, I, nobody had even notified me. Um, so she was down in NICU, and so then they, you know, explained to me that um, they were going to give me a test, and they were going to test me for COVID. And I said, sure, go go test me. That's fine. That's really fine. I feel fine. Yeah. So it's not going to come back with any results. That's great. Go for it. So here I am thinking, like, I'm, you're going to test me. I'm going to be negative, and we'll do whatever we have to do to take care of my baby. Yeah. Um, and, where, but, and where did Chase go? Yeah. Like, when they told Chase he had to leave, where did he go? So... That's actually a funny story. He, we had no idea where he should go because we didn't want him to go back with Maverick. Right. <laughs> so he sat in his car, literally, I kid you not, all day, all night. And then he's like, babe, what do you want me to do? I'm like, I don't know. Sleep in your car. Like, I don't know oh what you're supposed gosh. to do. So he actually ended up going to a hotel room that night and just quarantining there because we just we just didn't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that Lord. was... He left immediately. Like, that's what he did. And so I'm like, okay, bye, babe, you know, and yeah, that was it. It was sort of like every man versus self after that. 
Um, but he's gracious and amazing. So yes, he spent the whole day he in the is. car. And actually, that day he um, thankfully has some connections where he was able to get uh, a test himself because it was actually very difficult at that time to even get tested. Oh, so he was okay. able to go get a test. Yeah. Now, I mean, he didn't get his results for like seven days after that, but right. he was able to get a test that day. Um, That's so yeah, good. so I was in the hospital room by myself. Evelyn was down in the NICU. Chase was in his car in some <laughs> random place and Maverick <laughs> was at home. So we literally were all separated Ugh. completely um, and all isolated in all different places, which was a wild feeling. Yeah. Uh, no, um, I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm trying so hard to put myself <laughs> in your position yeah. and I'm like, I can't even make up what I, I have no idea what that would have been like. I cannot imagine. Okay, so the doctor, he said they were going to test you, and you were like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And Yeah, what? yeah. and so they put me in this low-pressure room after. So it was really interesting. Um, they put me in this room, and like an hour prior, everybody was treating me, you know, like normal. Um, and then now an hour later, everybody has masks and full gowns, and, you know, they take like 15 minutes to come into my room because they have to get all dressed and so on. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I waited for, I took four, it took, no, I think it was 36 hours to get my results. So I was just in a room by myself. Um, and so as this was all unfolding and I knew that Evelyn was down in the nursery and the hard part is, is that because it takes so long for people to come into the room, I didn't get any information on Evelyn. Um, so every nurse that would come in, I'd say, you know, they're like, oh, how are you? I'm like, how is my baby? Right. You know, like I don't. Like, how has anybody seen Evelyn? Has, what is going on? How are they treating her? You know, um, and so I just waited for information, um, you know, every three or four hours um, on Evelyn. And so I waited for my results to come back. And um, I got a call from, and in the meantime, Evelyn was down in the nursery. And I just kept saying the NICU is the safest place that she can be. Yeah. These are trained professionals. They know exactly what they're doing. God has got this. This surprised me, but it did not surprise God. And so it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, and so I, at that point, hadn't told many people what had happened. Um, but I did have, I did have one friend, and this is, this is really important. I had one, um, I have this family, family friends that are incredible and they, they called me up and they prayed with me pretty immediately. Um, and they said in the prayer, they said that you are perplexed. There's that scripture verse, you know, that talks about like, we're hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. We're mm -hmm. perplexed, but mm -hmm. we're not in despair. Mm -hmm. And so he spoke over me, you are perplexed, but you are not to be in despair. And so I thought to myself, okay, I don't understand this, but I'm not going to be in despair, especially yeah. in the beginning here. And so I waited for my results to come back, and my doctor called me. His, my doctor actually was crying on the phone, and she called me, and she said, mm -hmm. you're not going to believe this. You tested positive. And I'm like, positive? I don't understand how is that possible. Yeah. Um, and because I tested positive, they said that I would not be able to see or go near Evelyn at all not near the NICU, nothing, and that oh I was to go gosh. home, and I needed to quarantine without her. And they had no answers as far as how long she was going to be in there, um, what they were expecting as far as symptoms go. The only thing that they could compare her to or the only people that they could compare her to were the three babies in Wuhan because she was, like I said, if she wasn't, I mean, there are doctors that have said that she was the first in the nation um, to get COVID. Now, I don't wow. know that that's, 
completely true, but she definitely mm-hmm. was one of a handful of newborns, if not the youngest, to have ever gotten it. So they just had no idea what to expect, no idea right. how to treat her and so on. And so then that's sort of what started this journey of being at home, being quarantined and having these Zoom calls with my baby, oh. with Evelyn, um, and just sort of walking through day by day all of her symptoms and so on. My gosh. So, and so what were those? Because... Yeah. You know, I saw pictures of y'all um, FaceTiming yeah. or, or Zooming or whatever with, and the nurse would was like holding the phone so you and Chase yeah. could see Evelyn. So, I mean, what were those phone calls like? Yeah, so initially the information was, uh, it was very far and few between. Um, and so I was like, okay, this is not okay. Every other NICU parent gets to see their kid. Why am I not allowed to see my child? Yeah. And so um, the nurses graciously and amazingly set us up with Zoom calls. And so we would have Zoom calls um, depending on the nurse. So the nurse changed every 12 hours. There was a day nurse and a night nurse, and they would rotate. So depending on the nurse, I was able to speak with Evelyn either two times a day or three times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we would just watch her feed. And so one of the main concerns with Evelyn is that while they were feeding her, while they were bottle feeding her, is her oxygen levels would drop. Um, and so they didn't know if this was a symptom of COVID or if it was developmentally something that she just needed to work through. Yeah. Um, and so they were treating it as if it were, a, I mean, either, but they were, you know, obviously being very careful. So we would watch those feedings. Um, and then Evelyn did develop some other symptoms as well, like congestion, really bad congestion. Now, mind you, with a baby, it, they pretty much breathe out of their noses. And so she was so congested that she was blocked. Um, And so they had to put respiratory air, they had to do airflow through her nose that she was able to breathe while she was feeding. Mm. So this is the thing with Evelyn is every time I got on a Zoom call, I had to tell myself, she's going to be okay. Like I'm going to see my, but you, you don't hear in between either. So it's very much like, she develops symptoms. Does she have a fever? Does she not have a fever? You know, you're sort of just um, taking it cold by cold. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and they ended up, I mean, because she did test positive. Is that right? She so, did test positive, yeah. So how long did it take to get her results back? The same as mine. I'm sorry, I should have mentioned that. So Evelyn and I were diagnosed the exact same day. Oh, okay, okay. So then I went home, and then she was diagnosed with the COVID, with COVID-19. Oh my gosh! And then yeah. Chase got his results yeah. back several, like a few days after that, that he was several also positive. Several days later, yeah, several days later, and at that point, we had just made a decision. I had made a decision when it was time for me to come home. I should, I, I do want to say this too. So, um, one of the hardest parts of the journey was when, so when Chase picked me up. So I, I do think that there, obviously, there are people that are being very sensitive towards people that are going through that where COVID-19 is affecting them really dramatically. And then there are people that don't fully understand because it's just not affected them in, you know, a really dramatic way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just a crazy story when I was, when I was being wheeled out of the hospital, um, they put me in a wheelchair and they set me through the back hallways of the hospital. And I had my diaper bag on my lap instead of my baby. And they were wheeling mm-hmm. me through the back end and, because I thought to myself, oh my gosh, like this is wild. Like I'm being wheeled out of the hospital without my child. And it was like I had the plague. 
And so they put me in the car with Chase. And it's just like, it just, all of it was just a very, I mean, it was just crazy. But how wild, just, just even the fact that like, you were being wheeled out of the back of the hospital. Like, mm-hmm. you know, That's that in and of itself is yeah. just like, nothing about this is going how this is supposed to go, you no. know? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no. Okay, so when you get home, so you and Chase and Maverick, your son, mm-hmm. are, are yep. all home together. Um, yep, we quarantined together. Yes. <laughs> so mm-hmm. how, long, how long was Evelyn in the hospital before she was released back home to y'all? So Evelyn was in the NICU for 10 days. Okay. Um, so we saw her, yeah, on Zoom calls for 10 days. Um, and at first, like I said, so she sort of, she was doing really well. And then she had a couple of really hard days. Yeah. And then she was doing well again. Um, yeah. And so we were, we saw her, I think it was Monday, April. No, I don't think. I know it was Monday, April 4th. So I think it was a total of 10 days that she was, she was without us. Which is, I'm so sure, an eternity. April 6th, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was an eternity. Yeah. Yeah, for a mom. Well, I mean, parents, mom and dad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Gosh. So in that 10-day time, like, so what were you and Chase, I mean, what what were y'all's prayers like? Like, what what, what did... I don't know. I don't, I'm like, well, I don't, I have, I have so many questions. And then at the same time, I'm like, I don't even know how to phrase these questions, but I mean, just yeah. for y'all's faith, like what was this time yeah. like? So obviously this was such an unknown and, you know, it's really interesting. Like when you have been walking with the Lord a really long time, you know, you obviously I'm, I am full of faith, but there is like a, there's a, a piece of you that says, okay, well I can fall back on, you know, things that I can control. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like this, like this, I don't know, I mean, listen, God's always in control and you're never in control, but in the same respect you do, I don't know, there's like a human element where you're like, okay, well, if God doesn't pull through here, then I can do this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know, it's at least my human nature. And so it was interesting because in this situation, it was such an unknown that there was no plan B. Like, as far as, like, we had nothing to base our, our anything on because it was like, okay, well, is she getting better? Is she not getting better? Is she, it just was like, okay, God is completely in control. We couldn't do our research and say, okay, well, you know, newborns with COVID-19, do they survive? Do they, there was just nothing to base it on, you know, um, what can we expect? And so I have never felt so reliant on God, but I've never felt so at peace. And I think that Mm. the peace came from the fact that, A, there were thousands and thousands of people praying for Evelyn. When I tell you not, the, the most beautiful thing about God's kingdom and about, you know, God's people is that they pray. Yeah. And so I knew that in my, so, so let, me, let me backtrack. So first of all, I knew that I knew that I knew that in Isaiah 26, it says that you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast and set on you because they trust in you. And so I kept thinking, or I kept reminding myself, in order to have perfect peace, I'm going to keep my mind on what I know to be true. And so I would say to myself, Evelyn is coming home on Monday, period. Evelyn is getting better, period. Her lungs are strong. Her heart is strong period. And I wouldn't allow my mind to wander as it so often would. And there was honestly nothing to Google. There was nothing to research. There was nothing because there was nothing there. 
And so it was like, I'm going to stand. I had to make a choice to stand on that, that, okay, this is what I know to be true. And so I wouldn't allow my mind to, as hard as it was, to go any other place besides that. That was number one. And number two, in the weak moments where I felt like I was going to just explode with fear and explode with, you know, I can't do this. I just remembered that there were thousands of people praying. And when I was weak, I could rest because I knew that there were people interceding for me. So I knew that even when I didn't have the words to pray, Mm -hmm. I could go to sleep and not worry about, oh, well, if I'm sleeping, you know, like I'm not praying or I'm not, I knew that there were so many people standing in the gap for me. And that Mm -hmm. was, and for us and for my family. And that is just, was such a beautiful, amazing feeling. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that was sort of, and then honestly, one of the big things too, I mean, one of the big things too is Carrie Job and Cody came out with that song, like right in the middle of everything that we were going, I'm sure you heard it. Yeah. Right. You've heard that song, The Blessing. Yes. And we just kept saying that his presence was before us and behind us and beside us and around us. And it was, it's for us and for our children and their mm-hmm. children. And, wow. you know, and I, we just kept proclaiming it. I mean, there were a couple of nights where Chase Root and I were just down on our knees in front of YouTube watching that song. I'm sorry to get choked up. And we're like, you know what? Like, this is a blessing for our children mm-hmm. and our children's children. And, you know, and, Thank and you, you would, and we would just, you just proclaim that. You just know what's to be true, you know, and, and I know that. God gave Evelyn to Chase and I, and with that, there comes an authority. I am her mother. He Mm -hmm. is her father. And so it's like, no, like the enemy will not take a hold of this situation. Fear will not abound in our home. And so it was just a matter of, there was, Leanne, there was one moment, I'm sorry I'm going on and on, but there was one moment where I stood on my bed and I just commanded fear to leave. And I commanded anything that was attacking Evelyn to leave. And I said, you know, like she will be whole. She will be healed. She mm. will live a long life. She is yeah. our heritage. She is our, our legacy. And that's it, you know? And, and I would just say, and that's it. Like we are done. We're not going to, like, I, we're not going to have this conversation anymore. I'm yeah. going to let this, you know, fester in my mind. This is who Evelyn is. So, mm. yeah. So all that to say, that's, that's what it was like. It was very much like a, the journey was resting in other people's prayers. And when it was time for us to pray, it was going to battle and it yeah. was doing the hard work and it was taking authority and it was saying enough to not but keeping our minds focused and our hearts focused and knowing what's true. Um, oh my and so it was just very like very rise up girl moment, honestly. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And it still is. It still is. But, you know, mm. yeah. So that's sort of the process. So, okay, let's talk about Chase and, and how amazing he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I do want to say, too, that there is something to be said to be to being married to Chase Jennings <laughs> or to being married to somebody who is really strong in the faith because, yeah. honestly, the way, Chase, the way Chase leads is he, is, he does lead unafraid. Um, mm-hmm. And so he is the king of, is that true? If it is true, then let's talk about it. If it's not true, then let's not waste another second thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and that's always been his motto. And so he being aligned with, with Chase, it did bring a strength to me as a mom as well, knowing that my husband is a man who prays and a man who is steadfast, a man that loves the Lord and trusts God. And even when he doesn't understand, he too, 
I'm able to stand alongside him and we're able to fight this together. And so I think even in a situation like this where a marriage, I mean, obviously it's high stress, right? And so in the middle of a high stress situation, you are two humans walking something through and I'm super emotional and he's not as emotional, you know, but in the same respect, just making sure that we knew that in this season, it was really important for us to be a team and it was important for us to walk in sync. Um, and it was important for us to be, have the same narrative and safe dialogue in front of Maverick, you know, that we are not, we're, we're, we're going to get through this. And so mm-hmm. I do want to give a shout out to my husband that Thank he you. was, phenomenal and so that made a huge difference of why I was able to be so strong as well yeah listen I'll give Chase shout outs for the rest of my life um but there is something very powerful in that and like and like you said you know how Chase leads and um he is a leader and a powerful one that's amazing I I I was like over here fighting back tears (laughs) like I mean because I just I mean, I can't even imagine, first of all, I cannot imagine, but also because I know you and Chase so well, yeah. and I just, you know, and I, and even, you know, when, when y'all reached out to us and, you know, asked us yeah. to pray, which we did, uh, Philip and I prayed every night together um, for y'all yeah. and, for, and for your family and for Evelyn, but, you know, I, I remember one night, I just, Philip and I were praying, and we got done praying, and I was just like, why chasing Kathleen? You know, like I was like, of all people, like they're, they're just the most amazing, you know? And I'm just like, why, why are they having to fight this? And, um, which was something, you know, that I kind I just, I had to kind of wrestle out on my own. But now that I'm hearing this side of it and how y'all fought, like you said, very, like y'all went to battle and I'm like, oh, well, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I I just, oh, I can't wait till I can hug y'all again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, you would be very proud of us because I was, was, it was very much like, you know, I, I'm a little bit of fight in me. It's like, oh, you want to fight? I'll fight because this is my girl. You know what I mean? Like, that's very much how I felt. Heck like, yeah. Okay, this is my girl. So I'm not, like, the, I'm not, I'm not going to allow any of this to come into my home. I'm just not. Yeah. Um, and she was a fighter and she was doing her part, you know, and, um. No kidding. It was funny. I would, I have this friend, um. I would call, I forget what I would call her actually. She was like my milk angel or something because basically I was allowed to pump and give my breast milk to Evelyn. And I, and so it was all I could do for her, like from a physical perspective. So mm-hmm. I would pump and I would store my breast milk in these canisters. And my friend would come like a courier every single day <laughs> and we'd wrestle everything down. I would leave them on my porch. So like no contact, nothing. I would leave like my uh, package on my porch and she would bring it to the hospital and then she would drop it off with the nurses and then Evelyn, you know, would, would get her, her food. But oh on her gosh. food, I would write these notes like, you are a fighter. You're coming home. Wow. You've got this, you know? And, and so <sighs> I, um, and I, we would write notes from Maverick and notes from dad and, you know, and so it was one of those things where it's like, okay, well, if I'm telling Evelyn, like she was, she was fighting, and so it's like, well, she's doing her part. We're doing her our part, and there's like there's this part of you that's just like we're a family, like we're in this together. Um, but yeah, it was funny because I would tell my friend, you know, afterwards, I'm like, she couldn't live without you. <laughs> you were bringing her all her meals. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh my gosh, yeah. what a friend. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. and I, I mean, uh-huh. no joke, Evelyn. Yeah, she. 
that girl's a fighter. So yeah, if she ever is. doubts yeah. it in her life, ever. Right. <laughs> we'll no, just, she never will. She's yeah. a story, that's for sure. <laughs> we'll, just, uh, we'll just all reconfirm what she needs to hear. That's right. Um, that's right. My gosh, that's incredible. Okay, so now, so what was the uh, coming home process like for her and for y'all when, when y'all were able to have her back in your arms? Yeah, so basically we were told that Evelyn, um, so I was talking about like the airflow earlier, so they told us that they would decrease her airflow by a liter a day, um, and if she, you know, handled that, that she'd be able to come home, mm-hmm. and so we would just pray that, you know, her airflow, that she would be able to breathe on her own completely, she was breathing on her own, she was just like, it was like respiratory support, um, and so they called us, and they said that, Monday is going to be the day that she's going to be able to come home. And so, we're, I think, I actually think we found out the morning of that they were like, hey, today's the day. And I'm like, we're like, wait, what? So, yeah. Chase and I, we, you know, got all dressed and we got Maverick together. And now, mind you, Maverick had never met Evelyn. You know, like, he would see her over the Zoom calls and uh, and we would tell her, you know, we're going to go, we would tell him, we're going to go get her, we're going to go get her. Um, and she's coming home, and that's your sister, and we're going to go get her. And uh, so we put him in the car, and we were all excited. And so we drove there, and um, they brought Evelyn out the same back door I went down. Um, and they brought her down this ramp, and she was in that isolate, you know, that they put the NICU babies mm-hmm. in. And full, like, gear, the nurse has full gear. And they just handed her off to us. And it was amazing. Maverick saw her for the first time. I think he was sleeping when she first arrived, but... Yeah. Um, he saw her for the first time and uh, we came home. We had some friends that decorated our, our whole house. Our um, We live in a condo, so they, they decorated like the hallway and the entryway and so on. And, um, and we brought her home. And I don't know if you saw the, the video that we had on Instagram. But, I did. Um, with yes. Maverick. Yeah, when Maverick, Maverick held her for the first time, he just kept saying, I, I got you. I got you. Um, and I, like, that was just the most. Again, I'm tearing up. I'm sorry. That was the most beautiful part because it's yeah. like he, we got her, you know, and, and she's she's ours. And so yeah. then since then, it's been just us. And we've been, you know, the four of us. And again, it's very different. It's not what, you know, most, it's not what you expect. You expect when you come home with a newborn, you're, you know, your mom or a family member or somebody will be there to help. But mm-hmm. you know what? You just, you just do it. You know, I, there are there are some things in life where it's like, okay, you know what? This is what this is what we're faced with, and yeah. you just do it, and you pick out the sweet moments, and we are just enjoying every day that we have together, the four of us. Yeah, um, yeah. So the sleepless nights and all that comes with it. Right. <laughs> no breaks at all. All of that is still very real. Newborn. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. But you know, we're just grateful, so we don't take any of it for granted. Gosh. Wow. Yeah. That's, um, uh, that's unreal. I'm, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around just everything that y'all, you know, I mean, even, even from the part where, when they came in and told Chase, you have to leave. I mean, right then my, my heart just like dropped, (laughs) you know, I'm like, oh my God, what, what would I do? And, and then, then you separate from your baby and then you don't, you know, and it just went, I'm like, I can't, I just can't. I don't know, but I yeah, mean, I know. you know, the, obviously, yeah. um, you know, and, and I know you know this, but, you know, the Lord gives us a grace for things that, like That's you right. said, just the unknown and, and you're just like, there's no plan B. That's I mean, right. what do we do? That's and, right. um, yeah. I think he, 
he gave y'all, um, and is still giving y'all just a beautiful grace for this. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, gosh, what, what an encouragement that you can be to other moms, you know, that, or that maybe just even are battling fear. Yeah. No, and I, my, my, the biggest thing that I would just say is that it's not, it is taking authority over it. And honestly, there is more inside of each of us than we, than we think. You're stronger than you know, and you can do it. I mean, that is, you know, it's like looking back on it, it's exactly what you said. There's an grace, there's an authority, there's, there is something inside of each one of us, especially as moms, where it's like, you can't, you can do it and you will do it and we'll look back on it and we'll think to ourselves, you know, you, you get through, you get through, you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of people are facing all sorts of different seasons right now. And yeah. I know it's different than what anybody imagines. And it's hard. It's not, I'm not saying it's, it's not hard. It is hard, yeah. but that doesn't mean that we have to cower to it and say, okay, well, I'm just going to throw my hands up and say, I can't do it. Cause you right. can't. Right. Yeah, I agree. God's got this. He does. Gosh, what a comfort. (laughs) What a comfort. He's got this. Well, Kathleen, wow. Thank you so much. Thanks for, first of all, thanks for taking time because I know, you know, you could be like soaking in a bath or sleeping maybe right now. (laughs) I don't know. But um, thanks for taking time to talk to me. But also thanks for, thank you just for for sharing your journey and your story. and, and sharing your faith. I, I I feel so encouraged right now. So I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. My pleasure. My yeah, pleasure. Girl. All right. Well, in the meantime, you just snuggle on that little baby girl. You just squeeze her so tight. Not too tight, hey, but <laughs> yes. squeeze her pretty tight. <laughs> just enough. Just, just the perfect amount. Just enough. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I'll... um. I'll let you run so you can get some rest, but um, it was so good to talk to you, and I can't wait till we can hug you and Chase and Maverick and little Evelyn Same. again. Same. We love you guys, man. Yeah. All right, girl. Well, until next time. All right. All right. See you soon. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. There's literally nothing else I can say after that. I mean, come on, somebody. And listen, did I lie to you? No, I didn't. I told you Kathleen was amazing. And doesn't hearing about her fighter chick coming out just make you want to go run right through a wall or something? Maybe that's just me. I'm not sure. But I hope that you found encouragement here today. And maybe hearing Kathleen's testimony made your fighter chick, or your fighter dude, if you're a guy listening, holla, rise up inside of you too. Thank y'all so much for spending time with us today. And make sure you check back for more encouraging testimonies coming your way very, very soon. All right. Bye, y'all.